0: A few seconds away from switching to the redundant set sequencer. T minus 27 seconds. We have gone for redundant set sequencer start. T minus 20 seconds and counting. T minus 15, 14, 13, T minus 10, 9, 8,
1: 7, 6,
0: 5. Or we've gone for main engine
1: start. We have main engine start. Ladies and gentlemen, rock and roll.
2: Hunter. I'm Martha Quinn. Well, all right, I'm JJ Jackson, and I'll be sitting in
3: with the latest video music performances the way they were meant to be.
2: Hi, I'm Nina Blackwood.
3: I'm Mark Goodman, and I'll be here this time every weeknight with the latest concert information and music news. Starting right now, you'll never look at music the same way again.
1: Live from Members Only Studios, welcome to Living in the 80s. We have had a bit of a hiatus uh, took some time off. Now we're all refreshed and ready to go. Mm-hmm. So tonight, today is a very, very special topic. If you grew up in the 80s, you probably watched a decent amount of MTV or at least music videos in some sort. Maybe you lived in an area that didn't have MTV initially, but you were, you were influenced and affected by it one way or another. So this week is MTV's 40th anniversary. So August 1st, 1981. Come on. MTV launched for the very first time. Come on. And what I did this week is we've got all of the admins here from the Living in the 80s Facebook page. The first time we've got everybody together on one podcast outside of like the one that's like, what were you doing in the 80s? We did that one. So everybody was on that. But. Everybody's gonna be here together, talking, conversing.
3: It's so exciting, Rob. It's so it it's is so exciting. exciting. <laughs> it is
1: exciting. What we're gonna do is we're going to talk about our collective top ten music videos of the '80s, and I'm pretty sure that Debbie's gonna to put together some kind of a poll. Asking you what your favorite songs were in the 80s about the time we dropped this podcast. So She's good at that. does that sound good to everybody? Are we good? Everybody good? I'm good. You good? We're All right. Good. Yeah. So we're going to go around the table here and we're going to introduce everybody. So those of you guys that don't know what an administrator on our page does, basically we may filter out some dirty words we will let people join the group. So there's a a process. Those of you that have joined the the Facebook page, you got to answer some questions and so forth. And we may post some other administrator type things on there, but all these guys are just awesome. And I'm very happy to have them here. So we're going to start off with Debbie. Debbie, introduce yourself. Tell us where you're from.
0: I am Debbie Connor and I live in Austin, Texas, in a little suburb called Lakeway, uh, about 20 minutes outside of Austin proper. And goodness, I've been listening to the podcast now for a year and a half, right? About since it launched, shortly after it launched and loving it. So it's been fun to be a part of it all.
3: Yeah.
1: So if you guys haven't heard before, Debbie found the Facebook page because she did a search on 80s podcasts on Spotify or
0: someplace, right? Yeah, Spotify.
1: That's very cool. All right, Art, introduce yourself. I'm and-
4: um, Art Hughes uh, from Columbus, Ohio. I currently live in Asheville. Known Rob all my life. I think we've mentioned it on the podcast before. Uh, if you didn't know, Kevin's my brother in law, and I've known Matt for quite some time as well. Poor
3: guy. Yeah. Poor guy. Poor guy. <laughs> Kevin, won't you go next? Very,
1: very sad. Ke- Kevin's my traveling companion. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Kevin Ackley.
5: I am also from Columbus, Ohio. I live in a suburb called Worthington, which is uh, just a little north of uh, Columbus. I've known Rob since I think I was seven years old. I've known Art since he started dating my sister as a teenager. I've known Matt since uh, my late teens, and I've known Debbie since she joined the (laughs) 80s page. (laughs) But this is the first time I've actually talked to her. I've, I've Heard her on podcast, and I'm sure she's heard me, but this is the first time I've actually talked to her. So, hello,
3: Debbie. Exactly. Nice to hello. meet you.
0: Hello. Good to meet you, too. All
3: right. That leaves you, Doctor. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I- I'm I'm in the basement. <clears throat> My name's Matt, and I'm here in the basement with Rob. We're doing the Zoom tonight, and uh, but I- I'm sharing the table with him. Been around this crew for uh, quite some time, obviously, as they all shared. And uh, it's-, it's nice to have... Uh, It's nice to have Miss Debbie here to kind of, you know, brighten. Bring some class. Bring what We do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at the Zoom call here, and I'm looking at the four of us guys, and I'm going, "Thank God she's here," because there's a lot of, (laughs) lot of ugly on the screen right here. And then there's Debbie. And then there's Miss Debbie, (laughs) and she (laughs) just brightens up. No offense, keeping it real. She she is a rose amongst (laughs) a bed of thorns. (laughs) poor, (laughs) you're you're glutton for punishment. But uh, the good, it's uh, we're excited to be here. I'm I'm surrounded by by music savant people. I mean, these guys know Art and Kevin and Rob. They they know like every bass player from every B-side idiot group that's ever in in a garage. It's ridiculous. So uh, it's fun to watch their their knowledge just kind of you know go. Just so. oozes out. Just the, oozes just out like magic. Just magic. It's ma- <laughs> All three of these guys are brilliant. So. Nice. So,
1: yeah, I got a story to tell before we go, before we go further. So those of you guys that have listened to this podcast at all heard us talk about Zantigo. And um, so uh, earlier this year, Kevin came up with this idea. He's like, Hey, we should go to Zantigo. Now Zantigo is a fast food Mexican restaurant. And it used to be here in Columbus and all over the Midwest. Well, the evil empire of Pepsi bought Zantigo, and turned them all into Taco Bells, Very except brilliant. in Minnesota, where they were founded. One guy kept them, and he there's four of them, and so Kevin came up with this idea that we would do that. We're both baseball fans. We're both Reds fans, so we went to Minnesota, and we uh, were able to uh, go to a Reds game. Uh, we visited uh, Prince's house, and museum there, Sweet. and we went to Lake Minnetonka.
3: Sweet. Yes,
1: we did. But the highlight of the trip was our three trips in two days to Zantigo.
3: <laughs>
1: wow. So we,
0: That's impressive. Which
1: I do not recommend.
0: There's <laughs> <Right. laughs> <laughs>
1: probably
3: plenty. Tell them what you said. Okay, yeah,
1: this so, is great. so we walk in there, and first of all, I almost cried like the Indian on the side of the road with the trash when I, I I walk into Zantigo and I'm looking at the menu board, going, you know what? I I'm back. I'm back. So I look up at the board and I say, hmm, I'll take a number two. And Kevin says, You're about to. <laughs> <laughs> so, so
3: that That's was uh, funny, that that I'm was so... our
1: that was our fun experience. <laughs> and and Kevin, was it not awesome? It was great.
5: Um I wouldn't recommend trying to eat a year's worth of Zantigo in 2 days, but uh, we we're we talking about that that afterwards. Rob's like maybe next time we'll just go twice. <laughs> yeah. But uh it was it was pretty awesome getting to, to go back there and uh it was like a blast from the past. You know, imagine if you had a chance Literally. to get, like eat cheese or something like that, that would uh, you wouldn't want to pass it up. So it was it was pretty cool. Yes. So was it, it, was... it
0: as good as you remembered it being?
5: Yeah, it was. And and that's that's what was surprising. I was, you know, I, I went a year ago with my wife and daughter. Um, and I was like, and I told Rob about it. It, it, was just as good as I remembered it. And he, I think, felt the same way. And my wife had never had it before. And when we went last year, she said, Oh, this is way better than Taco Bell. And I thought, wow, that's pretty impressive that she would say that first time she's ever tried it. So, but uh, yeah, it was, it was good stuff, brought back a lot of memories.
1: I, and I highly, rem- I highly recommend. Mild Cholito, extra cheese. Extra cheese, mild that Chilito. is the stuff. That's stuff. it. All right. They still have the
4: red and green burrito.
5: Yeah, yep, they do. So and the red ones, oh, which are hot. hot, and the oh yeah, the green ones oh, no, were be... The red was mild, right? And the green was hot. That's what was confusing about it. It's wrapped yeah. up in red, which it's is mild. On. So yeah, yeah, and,
1: and it was good, but but not as good as a mild. Yeah, the So I was that. very happy to to have that. So that, that was that was my beginning of the summer adventure.
3: We should do some kind of like national tour. Like you can go to the last Zantigo, the then you go up to Washington, do the last Blockbuster, Oregon, wherever it's at. <laughs> yeah. Hit oh,
5: yeah.
3: all these little <laughs> 80s retro people yeah. that are just holding on to, you know, we should make like a little tour there.
1: Yeah. And if anyone knows of a Chi Chi's, yeah. Um, Uh, let us know we'll be on it like blue bond (laughs) all right so what we're gonna do we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna come right back we're gonna dive right into our favorite videos of the 80s thank you for listening to living in the 80s we want to take this opportunity to thank all of those that helped make this possible First and foremost, we want to thank Anchor for providing this platform for us to share this podcast. We also want to thank Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TunedIn Radio, and about a dozen others. We also want to give a special thank you to Star1079.com and Roundtown Radio, where you can hear this podcast weekly. Also, be sure to check us out at our website at livinginthe80s.us, and of course, on our Facebook page, Living in the 80s. Thanks, and back to the show.
2: Hey, it's me, original MTV VJ Martha Quinn. Hi, I'm Mark Goodman, former MTV VJ. Hi, I'm Alan Hunter. And we're about to take a look back at the raddest music videos of the 80s. This could hurt.
1: Welcome back. So what we decided to do, uh, originally we were going to do a, a poll to ask everybody what their favorite videos were, but we figured we'd get 7 million of them. and. What we did was we had all the administrators put in their votes for a top 10. And so from everybody's votes we whittled it down to what we think is the 10 top videos of, you know, the 80s. And I think we did a pretty good job. So hopefully MTV is uh, is proud of what we're doing. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, they don't play music videos, do they? <laughs> yeah, they used to a lot all the time. So back in the day. Back in the day. So before we get to the top ten, we have one honorable mention. We can't do an MTV podcast talking about 80s music videos without sharing, without talking about the very first video played on MTV.
2: The moonshot to open this one up gives me goosebumps. Ugh oh, even just that. Watching the Buggles video killed the radio star, it gives me a lump in my throat. The first video ever played on MTV. I heard you on wireless back in
3: 52. One of the cooler things I think about this video is there's this guy and he is a film composer named Hans Zimmer. He's composed music for many of the films that you have seen and he was
2: part of the band. They couldn't have known in 1979 that their song would be used to open up the the channel that would destroy Western civilization.
1: All right, so what are your thoughts on Video Killed the Radio Star by The Buggles?
4: Well, I can tell you I've never watched it all the way through.
3: All right, Debbie. What? Speaking of which, (laughs) Debbie. You just got called
1: Debbie. (laughs) Have you ever watched... The Outsiders?
0: Never. No, I watched it in May this year. After we recorded the Heartthrobs episode, I watched it in May. So I have seen it from beginning to very end.
1: All right. So what were your thoughts?
0: About The Outsiders?
3: Yeah.
0: It was good. It was definitely a tragedy.
3: You know, yeah, I don't like where this is going, Debbie. I could just tell by your tone. I don't think you should, she should review it right now because she she saw it not as a teen.
1: Yeah,
3: she's seen it from somebody
1: on the other side of a teenager.
3: I, I don't like where she's going with it.
0: Yeah, it was. I thought not yeah. as a teen. Yes, that is correct.
3: It was no
1: Saint Elmo's fire, but it was okay. Okay, yeah, you know I, what? I've never, seen, I, I've
4: never seen it. Oh, Ooh,
0: he gets I've my never spot seen now. Saint
4: Elmo's fire, either.
1: Art, you're fired.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How could, I am redeemed.
1: Way. Way. How could you go through your entire life and never watch The Outsiders? Just never have. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's required
3: homework. Yeah. And the, I mean, he's got now he's got to watch the video, kill the radio or video, which would have been an easy fix. Four minutes and he's back. Yeah. You, you, you I tried. tried but I now tried. he's got to watch a movie. He tried. I, mean, I tried. <laughs> so, Kevin,
1: please tell me you've seen The Outsiders. Uh, I probably have.
5: Um, <laughs>
1: I mean,
5: do you know, I don't remember off my head. I know Brooke
3: read the book in, in middle school. You just, you just pick your know. friends for being an administrator? You don't even like... Kind <laughs> of. Oh, <wow. laughs> yeah. wow. They no took my
0: administrator card away from me in May when they found out I had it. Right.
3: Them. Well, we did.
0: <laughs> but but really we, up on we, you. We're
1: really up We've given it back to you. Art, yours is under probation.
3: Yeah, you guys both on probation.
1: Kevin, we will take Kevin's word for it that he may have seen it at some point. We'll take that as a yes he's seen. I'd rather talk about video Kill the Radio Star than The Outsiders. I would would (laughs) rather you talk about it too, Kevin. What are your thoughts on this video that Art has never
5: seen? You know, I lived in the country, so we didn't have MTV when it first started. So uh, I obviously wasn't there watching it the very first time it came on. But I think they picked the appropriate song than an appropriate video to be first, you know, because that's exactly what happened. Video killed the radio star. And you look at somebody like Christopher Cross, who didn't have the looks that MTV was looking for. And uh, it kind of killed his career because he was a radio star. He wasn't a, he wasn't a yeah, video
1: star. He had a
5: face um, and body for radio. He did Right. He did. And then at the same time, you saw people that have very successful careers because they knew how to manage the video aspect of it, along with their music. So some people became famous because they looked good, and and that's what MTV wanted to show. So it was was the appropriate first video, for sure.
3: So like the song is like sending a message to everyone, hey, we're about to kill a lot of careers right here, right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: absolutely right. So the Buggles were Trevor Horns, Jeff Downs, and Bruce Woolley. So you may recognize some of those names. Uh, Trevor Horn was a, well, he's he's still alive, but uh, he's a music producer. He has recorded lots of people. So in the 80s, like ABC, uh, Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Yes, there are Bob Dylan, the Rolling Stones, the Kinks. So there are people that he has really... Help their careers along he's he's just got such an ear and he's he's a great producer he's the guy in the video with the big glasses in case you're trying to keep up there and then uh jeff towns uh he's he's famous for he was with yes he still is with yes and has been with them for years and years and years so these aren't just like the buggles are a one-hit wonder make no mistake but they are not just some flash in the pan group that got signed to do a song and and that was it. But the first day of MTV, I had every intention of watching it because the local cable company that um, that we had had MTV. But I got there a few minutes late and I got there for the number two video, which was You Better Run by Pat Benatar. And I'll tell you what, it, I watched MTV probably three to four hours a day, typically, I do my homework by it. Like I talk on the phone with people when it was on, like it was always on. And as a young kid, you know, growing up primarily listened to what my parents listened to. And then, um, you know, evolving into my teenage years, just kind of really only hearing what was on top 40 when MTV came along, it was like a a life changing experience for me. And MTV was there through most of the eighties. So, Launching yeah. in 1981, so 81 through 89, like MTV was there. What a cultural touchstone that MTV right. was for us. Right. So, what do you think about well, that?
3: I think that's one of the things that separates the 80s too, because you know, everyone when, when you reflect back on decades past, you know, the 2000s, the, the 90s, the 70s, MTV is one of, one of those things that separates us from uh, other decades. I mean, just for the fact that. MTV was so huge. And during the 80s, it was music television. I mean, it was videos. It Mm -hmm. was something different than before. I mean, it was, uh, I think it's one of the things that makes the 80s so iconic was MTV.
1: Oh, absolutely. And for us growing up, and if you want to go back and listen, me and Art did a podcast last year for MTV's 39th anniversary. And we, we went pretty pretty deep talking into the the origins of MTV and, and, and so forth. So if you want to go back, look for die. August 1st, uh, 2020, uh, it was our first year as a podcast. So when that MTV anniversary rolled around, I had dropped music videos every hour on the hour on the video killed the radio star page and, uh, just lots of facts and commercials about MTV. And I mean, honestly, it, it really influenced the way we did everything. The music we listened to, the clothes we wore, just everything was tied up into, I mean, we can blame or give credit to MTV for, you know, kind of helping us establish, you know, help us grow up. So it was, it was great. And then with this video here, it was, uh, it was, it was, uh, it was pretty amazing. Anything else on video killed the radio star. So that brings us to our, our actual countdown and, Here's number ten. Number,
0: number ten. You want to be tough, do what you can't so beat it. But you
1: want to be This is a song we all know. Beat it by michael jackson i wish that this was a video podcast but it's not so it's audio so we're just playing these audio clips of (laughs) the songs who wants to talk about
3: beat it oh i think kevin's chomping at the bit to talk about some michael jackson go kevin (laughs) you think so Uh, well what was
5: interesting with this video was uh i don't know i don't think uh we have really thought of michael jackson as a Super masculine guy, but uh, he, he tried to portray that in this video, uh, kind of like a tougher edge. Um, and he brought the Crips and Bloods together to make this video, which I thought was pretty uh, interesting as well. And uh, yeah, and in the meantime, he also introduced his little red jacket that uh, everybody started wearing. We kind of got a little bit of his uh, fashion sense that influenced people. So.
3: What's up with that t-shirt he was wearing with the little keyboards uh th- did you i nothing he, he, does that jump out when i watched the video this week i was going and he, he like he gets up in the bed he's got this t-shirt on it's just like a keyboard going across the chest i'm going huh that might be the dumbest t-shirt i've ever should seen have left the
1: jacket <laughs> on mean, to show off his gun i mean he's like he's he's
3: right, so, so cool and all this stuff and i'm going That T-shirt is so. I mean, it's pretty. (laughs) It's pretty funny. I don't know. Uh, uh, What what amazes me is there's 731 million views of that of that video. No kidding. 731 million views. That's that's insane. That is insane. That's insane.
1: So Debbie, I know you did your research. You're always very good at this. What you got?
0: I did. Well, one of the things that I really enjoyed with the video, it was one of the earlier videos to include actual sounds, actual audio in with the song. So you heard the garage door open up, you heard the footsteps, you heard the snapping. I thought that was really neat. And it was actually filmed in LA Skid Row. So not only did he have 80 members of the Crips and Bloods there, but it was actually filmed in their neighborhood. And you have to wonder whether they actually truly got along as they appeared to, you know, on the set or whether there was violence or threats going on, aren't you? were shaking your head, was there? I, I know
4: I read where they said they had to film everything one day because things began to get pretty heated between the two groups. So I understand okay. that you know, then my experience with these gangs they don't get along for very long.
1: It was <laughs> the magic of Michael Jackson that brought them together, that's right. Okay,
3: but, but a, right? of the, the Bloods and Crips, the, the main dancers were those Bloods and Crips, or were those dancers looking like Bloods and Crips?
0: There were I mean, 18 professional dancers that were on set and four break dancers. So there were 22 professionals there dancing. And I'm sure they're the ones that were probably up towards the front. Right. For the you know, they, they probably
3: could
1: have got away with just those 22. Right. right. Know, I, I think that would be a risky, risky thing, bringing these two rival LA gangs together for a full day and hope they don't hurt each other. <laughs> but again, it's the magic of Michael Jackson, I suppose. <laughs> But yeah, this, this video was on regular rotation on MTV. You couldn't you couldn't escape it. Um, I remember uh, you know just growing up with the Jackson Five and seeing Michael Jackson evolve from this you know kid to this uh, to this man that is that was literally the, the biggest uh, pop star in the world mm. for you know probably a good you know ten to fifteen year run looking back at at him and his life and his career and stuff this to me was was the peak that thriller album that whole time frame uh, all the singles that were released on there and the videos like we remember them all and it was just it was a pretty amazing time all right um that will bring us to number nine number nine Let's go crazy by Prince Rogers Nelson. Art, will let you take this one.
4: Well, you know, I'm a big Prince fan. Uh, the video is pretty much just clips from the movie. Probably some of the better clips from the movie because, uh, I mean, nothing against Prince. The acting was horrible. Um, I, you know, I, I have nothing bad to say about Prince. Um, like I said, it's some, some of the best clips I've seen. Performances, I've watched him live. I've never, unfortunately, never seen him live myself, but I have a lot of those performances live. But as far as the video, there's... It, the video wasn't set alone on itself. It wasn't made just for the song. It was, like I said, it was clips from the movie,
1: which is why I didn't vote for it. Just because I'm like, hey, it's a highlight clip. I mean, we could have done the same thing with Footloose or yeah. something else. Yeah. But but enough of you guys voted for this. That it made our top 10 for it sure. <laughs> so, hey, Art, have you ever been to Prince's House? No, I haven't. Me and Kevin have.
4: And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys probably jumped in the lake together, didn't you?
1: No, but we 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 did kind of drag our fingers through it a little bit. So (laughs) that's (laughs) That's our claim. So being at the house, we got to see his motorcycle from the Purple Rain movie. That was pretty cool. What is what is funny to me is it's not very big. You know, he's a he's a little.
3: It's just a little so, guy.
1: so the motorcycle itself, you know, it's looking like it's this massive hog or something. It's, it's a littler motorcycle,
3: it's like a little M80. <laughs> it's
1: like the one you had Kevin back in Asheville. <laughs> my, my Honda 50. Yeah, yeah it, 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 you can
5: tell it was a smaller version of a, yeah.
1: So, um, what are your thoughts about, about the movie and this song, Kevin? Well, I like the song a lot. I didn't vote for the video because I,
5: I when I saw it on the list, I, I was like, i have i seen that video and i went back and looked I'm like oh it's kind of like clips from the movie i, I think there were this is probably the one that surprised me the most that it made the list just because you know it, it's just clips from the movie like art said they are good clips from the movie it's uh kind of a good retelling of the story in a condensed three minute version so yeah, well art and matt
3: voted for it so i i mean come on it's <laughs> debbie <laughs> debbie what are your thoughts here
0: You know, I I hadn't chosen that one either for the exact same reason that that several of you have said that it was just clips from the movie. So they really didn't put a ton of effort into making the video. I think the song is fantastic. Um, Yeah, had the had the cassette. I think it was cassette at the time and listened to it all the time. But again, the video was just movie clips. and. That was a movie that I don't think I ever even saw beginning to end. I always caught it on HBO partway through and would watch just a section of it that time allowed, but the exact same thing. It, it it was a very good song, but the video was just movie clips.
4: Now I know a local radio station, uh rock radio station. They actually played this. I don't know if any of you local people remember that.
1: Oh, I definitely do.
4: Yeah. And QFM played it. And a lot of people I know that are big QFM fans still deny that it was ever played on
1: on the radio station, <laughs> like, I remember hearing it, and I remember being just stunned that they are playing Prince on there. Yeah, and I, I was talking to one of the one of the uh, the DJs on there a few years ago, uh, Joe Show, who passed away a couple years ago. So he used to go to he used to host the trivia, and I used to go to. We we were just kind of sitting there talking about stuff, and he's. I said, uh, you know, back then they played this. He goes, Yeah, there was a program there was one of the, like, the assistant program director used to try to put little things in. He played uh, played a Duran Duran song. That, that Prince song got a little bit of play, and there was something else that really surprised me that was played back then, but they will completely, adamantly deny having ever played that. It's <laughs> like, seriously, Prince is more rock and roll than Crosby, Stills, and Nash, but oh, you yeah. play them. So, <laughs> you know, that's my own personal vendetta there, but anyhow let's go crazy uh it was a it was a great song i love the movie saw it i don't know i saw it with art for the first time and i'm probably the second and the third time i saw it too yeah i don't know we saw that movie a lot when it came out but it was a great movie and totally prince was this was the peak of his popularity i mean this is where he rose to the to the summit so to speak for himself so that was uh is very good stuff. All right. So we're going to move on now to n- number n- 8. You can have- The number eight song, there. I don't think there's any question. This is one of the top videos of all time. Of all time. Yeah, uh, "Sledgehammer" by Peter Gabriel. So, who wants to to take this one?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I know every time
4: on MTV, it's usually on back in the day. I mean, if you turn it on, sledgehammer's on.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: I remember but the when I was. <laughs> Good.
0: When I was reading up on it, they were saying that Peter Gabriel lay under a sheet of glass for 16 hours straight while they were filming one frame at a time, and I had no idea that's how it was done. It gave me a lot more respect for it. And they used claymation, pixelation, and stop motion animation, you know, over the top of all the different shots that they took of him. Um, I thought that was pretty amazing that he had to lay still for that long.
4: He also, awesome. I'm sorry. No good. Say so he also later admitted if it wasn't for the video, the song probably wouldn't be as popular as it was.
1: Which I would totally agree. I mean, it was a great song, but that video really, I mean, MTV played it constantly. It was, uh, it, it was, it was a, an incredible video, like Debbie said, with the effects in that. He, he also used those, some of those same effects when he did the song Big Time, uh, mm-hmm. same album from the So album. As the
4: same um, director
1: yeah and it was i tell you what that that was good stuff i really uh, as you're looking at that um at that video all these years later like it won nine mtv mtv video music awards in 1987 that's insane that's the most a single video has ever won
3: yeah and Mm -hmm.
1: it's, it's a testament i mean when you look at peter gabriel's career uh he started out with genesis and uh with genesis they were a prog rock band just very you know 15 minute songs and whole album sides are just like one song and and he broke away from them and and it's funny because they both went more of a pop direction like together they wouldn't do it or didn't do it but um it's it's just kind of it's funny to me how groups evolve so um kevin do you have any thoughts on sledgehammer you've been kind huh? well, of quiet well parts of it way.
5: are a little bit uh uh, with the stop action, it can be a little bit uh, difficult to watch at times, but at the same time, watching it, 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 it was so different from any other video. It was, it was you know, like the dancing chickens and uh, uh, the train tracks showing up around his head. It's just, it was a neat video. Um, the, the stop action was a little bit much at times, but it was, it was just so different from everything else. I think that's why it was, was such, became such a popular video.
4: Well, I was reading uh, the, the chicken scene, was several hours to film, and it got to the point where the chickens actually began to smell and prod.
1: Yeah. Uh, I just got kind of a picture of he- the British director going, I think we should have some chickens. <laughs> let's put some chickens in the video.
3: This video is chicken.
1: <laughs> Whatever is the same and- guy that did the Devo video. Remember where the people were dressed like chickens? There it
3: is. Maybe. Yep. I think lovely.
1: peter
0: gabriel's daughters are in the video at the very end when you see the people rotating around him jerkily at the very end it was two of mm-hmm. his daughters the animators and the director's girlfriend were in that group of people that were moving around him Pretty at the cool. very tail oh, end of the video
3: yeah. i
1: never really i remember the part i don't it never really registered to me the one part i remember a lot is is where the arms and legs are growing out of his head <laughs> yeah. so there's people here that like Art has never watched music videos before and they're probably going you know what I need to go and, and watch this Sledgehammer video oh, see what the it. heck these guys are talking about
3: that's right
1: so, Art's yeah. like I watch videos <laughs> go and <I didn't laughs> watch one you guys are giving me a hard time about it it's okay Deborah. <laughs> you guys don't talk like that either <laughs>
5: oh no
3: It does me
1: all right, so that was the number eight video. Number,
0: number seven, when you that you might think it's foolish.
3: What you put me you might
1: Number seven is You Might Think by The Cars, which is on one of my very favorite albums of the 80s, uh, Heartbeat City. So, Kevin, I'm going to let you take the lead on this video. All
5: right. Well, first of all, it was probably popular because they had a really attractive lady in it. Um, But I think the other reason is because of the way they kind of superimposed Rico Kassick and all these different scenes um and uh used a lot of special effects to make him you know like a, he was a small fly flying around and at one point his head freezes and he opens it up and water pours out so it was just a really unusual video but uh similar to sledgehammer kind of groundbreaking um but but in a different way it's kind of like uh the the way they did it uh, you know, with him like becoming a, a clothes hanger. And it just, it was just a neat concept of the way they made that happen. You
4: know, I, I read that the, um, there's actually the first video did not have Rico Kasich as a fly. That was actually added later. Oh, really? Um, yeah. But I, what I liked about it is how the band was like a little bar of soap and right. the cabinet. Yeah. That was like <laughs> But it, I also saw that beat out thriller for the uh, first ever video award. Wow. Uh,
1: it beat out Thriller. It beat out Legs and Sharp Tressed Man and Give Me All Your Love. And all three of those were nominated by ZZ Top. Um, Billy Idol, had danced with myself and Eyes Without a Face were also nominated. Uh, China Girl <laughs> was nominated. So there were a lot of heavy hitters. So I guess you could it was kind of like a, a long shot underdog to win. Yeah. But uh, that, that's a great video. So I. Yeah. The
4: cars are definitely one of the groups I regret ever seeing live. Love seeing seen.
1: them. Yeah. So you might think by the cars, uh, great, great video. Um, still love seeing it today. And um, that brings us uh, to number six. Number six. Addicted to Love by Robert Palmer. Deborah, I'll let you take the lead on this one.
0: This one was just such a classic video with the women in black behind Robert Palmer with the slicked back hair, red lips, pale skin. And when I was reading up on it, they said it was an homage to a Patrick Nagel painting. So like the paintings that you saw on Duran Duran Rios album cover, that it was an homage to that. And I read... um, a quote from one of the models that was in the video. And she said, I was 21 and got the part on the strength of my modeling book. We were meant to look and act like showroom mannequins. Director Terrence Donovan got us tipsy on a bottle of wine, but as we were having our makeup retouched, I lost balance on my heels and knocked the top of my guitar into the back of Robert's head and his face then hit the microphone. I would have loved to have been there to see that. I would have too. That would have been fun. <laughs> so, but just such a classic video with, with the females dancing and holding their guitars. They brought someone in to try to teach the women how to actually use their hands on the guitar. Um, so that it would look like they were actually playing. And after about 30 minutes of working with them, the instructor gave up and just walked off. So the girls just pretty much held the guitars and bounced around. Yeah.
4: out of out of sync. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: A little bit. I I had read that I had read that too. So basically, they wanted to make them look like they're really band people. But I think part of the charm of that video is the fact we know these girls can't play instruments. They're just right. standing there looking mm-hmm. pretty right. and coked out or whatever it was. But uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a fun video. I, I didn't vote for it, but
3: you know, I I I voted for this one just because to me that video was it was just cool. I mean, cool. I mean, it was just—it was like one of those. It wasn't like the, you know, some kind of uh, special effects kind of cool. I mean, it was just Robert Plant. I mean, it was just Robert, 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 Robert Plant. Yeah, Robert from Plante. Led Zeppelin. That uh, was Palmer. him that did this song. Yeah, it was yeah. good. <laughs> but see, seeing him just being cool. I mean, the way he dressed and just the way he—he he, he just looked cool. I mean that. That's one of those ones where you just want I want to dress, I want to be like that. I wanted
5: that suit. Yeah.
3: I mean, I just was was uh
5: was he in the video? I didn't notice him. (laughs) 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 There was a guy up front, but Oh, I I looked right past him. (laughs) This this video was he had so much success with this video that every other video he did kind of was similar to this. You know? Yeah, same uh, models. Yeah. This video
1: the killed the video star. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's good
1: All right, so thank you, Robert Palmer. You did good. That brings us to uh number five. Number five.
3: Oh that ain't working that's the way you do it.
1: So, if "Video Killed the Radio Star" was the first video played on MTV, this song here is probably the most identified song in you know during the '80s on MTV. "Money for Nothing" by Dire Straits. So, this was a fantastic video, great computer graphics, uh, groundbreaking because you know other people started doing like similar stuff after it. But uh, Kevin, you want to you want to take this one?
5: Pretty much ran out of budget, so a lot of additional graphics they wanted to put into it they couldn't just because they were running out of time and running out of money. But you know, I've talked about this before. I think Mark Knopfler didn't really have a face that should be on video, so he found a good way of doing it. <laughs> Still having a video without really showing his face very much. So um, I think that's a good move on his part.
1: Where Christopher Cross is going, huh?
5: huh. <laughs> <laughs> This is one of those videos that if it comes on, I'll, I'll watch it all the way through. You know, it's like, I want to I watch that video. Um, the lyrics go along nicely with the song where, you know, they're all talking about these guys that are delivery men. And I was like, oh, look at these rock stars. They've got it so easy, which is something that Mark Knopfler overheard one time when he was in an apartment store. These guys talking about how easy it is to be a rock star. And that's why he wrote the song. And then they tie that in with the video, which I thought was pretty cool. Because a lot of times the video and the song don't necessarily go together. But in this case, it did. I thought that was kind of neat.
3: And just the fact that they, they mention MTV. Right. Oh, so many times right. in, in their song. I mean, it's, yeah. it's like. That's, that's I mean, how big it was, right? I mean, I
5: was actually with Art. Uh, we were, I can't remember where we were driving back from. But uh, he's like, Is that Sting saying I want my MTV at the very beginning of the song? And it was like the first time we heard it on the radio. And uh, wow. it, it, then it just blew up after that. It
1: was crazy. Th- that's what's really neat to me because we've heard these songs hundreds, thousands of times. But to, to be able to go back and hear these songs, like where were we the first time? Yeah. And just imagine just kind of like not knowing it's coming on and you hear Sting start off that song going, what just happened? <laughs> and, and, you know, and they show up on Live Aid and do it together. Like that was, I mean, that was like, yeah, that, that was uh, iconic. What do you got, Art?
4: Oh, I, I I was a little dis. I mean, I've I've seen the video several times. Uh, I like, like it. It's great. I was very disappointed that Sting wasn't in it. Now, big Sting fan. Yeah. And uh, I was. Release hoping-
1: a cartoon version of him would have been cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. On yeah. the TV, or whatever. Um, he did help write it with Mark Knopfler. But yeah, I was, I was disappointed he wasn't in the video. You know, you know how big Police and Sting fan I am, so. I was excited, like you say, or once you you hear the beginning, and I want my MTV sung by Sting. It was best part of the song for me.
1: Debbie, I know you've done research.
0: You know I don't have a ton of research on this because we've already talked pretty much about the fact that it was one of the first to use you know computer animation. But for me and my friends, I didn't have MTV at my house. We didn't have cable, so I had to go over to my friend's house to watch it. And we would listen to the first bar where Sting 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 started singing, and then this was our go to the bathroom break song. Because there were other videos we wanted to see more than this. And we could always be back down in her basement to hear the end of the song where he came on. We really didn't care about the part in between things. We just wanted the beginning where he we heard his voice in the end. So this was our go to the bathroom video. Isn't that awful? Because
1: we don't want to miss Madonna. Oh, That's
0: wow. right. We can't miss Madonna and Duran Duran and Rick Springfield. So go use the restroom wow. during Money for Nothing. <laughs>
3: Thing makes you want to pee. That's the craziest thing. That's I've my ever, take. Away. That's my yeah.
1: take. So no, it
0: was the Dire strikes part in the middle that allowed us to. <laughs> oh wow!
1: So she yeah, hears Mark crank out that iconic guitar solo at the beginning. I think I have to go to the bathroom. It's like
0: exactly. Well it's good. triggered. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. So
1: one thing that that I thought think is very cool, which I just found this out recently. During the video, if you remember, they're, they're showing a, a video being played on MTV. It's like a Duran Duran looking band, and it says in the very bottom, Baby Baby by the band First Floor. It's actually a Hungarian pop band called Elso Emlet.
3: Huh.
1: Yes, and the song is called, let's see if I can pronounce this right, Alj Vaji Lovak. I doubt that's right. Which translates to <laughs> stop or I'll shoot. So it's an actual <laughs> song. You get like, like oh, really. You know what? Because we don't want to let you down here. Here's what it sounds like. There it is. I I am pretty sure we're the only podcast in the United States today that has played that iconic song. I for think you. you're probably right. Would guess yeah, so. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're welcome. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that money for nothing, uh, synonymous with MTV. It even mentions it, like they we said over and over again. So that brings us to uh, number four. We're in the Mount Rushmore. The top four. Not yet. Oh, that's right. We got yeah, one more before yeah, the Mount yeah. Rushmore. <laughs> yeah.
2: Number
3: four.
1: We couldn't like pick just one video because it's like a continuing story. But give me all your lovin', sharp-dressed man and legs by ZZ Top. So, Kevin, I know, I, I remember like you were the first person I know that I think bought the Eliminator cassette back then. I remember yeah. listening to it with you. It was a great, great album. But go ahead and talk to us about uh, about the videos and and what your thoughts were. Yeah,
5: this was kind of interesting. I mean, ZZ Top was much older than other artists that that, you know that were putting videos out at this time. And uh so instead of making them kind of in the forefront of the video, they have other people, kind of a a guy that's having an issue or a girl that's kind of the damsel in distress. And they kind of show up, toss the keys to the uh the eliminator car and kind of save the day. And yeah, each of the videos kind of had a similar element um of of an issue someone's dealing with and then coming along to, to help out they didn't really say anything in the video you know they're just kind of show up give the keys disappear show off that car which was awesome showed off the fuzzy white uh, guitars and the legs video which was pretty cool i thought um my personal preference the one i liked the most was was legs
1: I, you know it's as funny because kids. as many times as i've seen all those videos i can't tell well, like if you just plop without any sound on I couldn't one tell rich? you which is which
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> it, they're all fantastic. Awesome. But uh, just couldn't, uh, couldn't tell you, but so why why is legs the favorite Kevin?
5: Probably because that's the one where it's focused on the woman that's having an issue. I think she, she goes over to a, to a bakery to get something and you know, people are kind of giving her a hard time there and she goes back to the shoe store where she works and people are being rude to her there. And then the illuminator car shows up, three girls get out, give her a makeover um which it's so funny now because at the time like wow look at those outfits and now it's like well wow, it's some really bad fashion <laughs> but at the time it was, it was awesome you know yeah there's a guy at the 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 bakery or the carryout wherever she went that uh she forgets something he runs it back to her and they kind of sail off in the sunset together in the uh car so i just that's the one i prefer now i couldn't tell you the difference between give me all your loving and sharp dressed man um but definitely the one with uh the legs videos, I can tell that with no volume
1: on for sure.
4: Well, I, I mean, I know what two of the girls were featured in Playboy at one time.
1: <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> so I just to keep myself fresh, I went back the other day and <laughs> I was listening to our podcast from last year about MTV and and we brought up Ola Ray, who was in the Thriller video. And when it was Art's turn to comment on it, it's like, yeah, she she was in Playboy after that. <laughs> and now today we find out that the girls from Legs were also in Playboy.
3: Imagine that. So,
1: I don't know. I'm sorry. Carry on, Art. Yeah. Okay.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, I, it, I think you're trying to get him in
1: trouble right now. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Rob. <laughs> Pulling up her little tiny fist. We can't see her. And That's
4: there. why there's a pause. <laughs> But I, these are the first videos. that Actually, were sequels to each other. Um, I mean, he set that together. But I, I think ZZ Top is one of the groups. that wasn't for these videos. They would be like the Christopher Cross. Um, they would just fall into cracks, and they actually had to use the vehicle, which is actually owned by Billy Gibbons. Uh, I think it was what a thirty-seven Ford or a thirty-three Ford. That's his actually his car. But it wasn't for the car. The girls. Where would you know ZZ Top be? They really yeah, where Christopher Cross
1: like- is going.
3: Huh. <laughs> yeah, they didn't look like anybody else
5: on MTV. I mean, the the long beards, and I think they're in their 40s at that point. So, wasn't the demographic you would think that MTV was going after, but they made it fresh enough with everything else. Like you said, the yeah. car and the girls and, and the young people. Is and they're just Popper, kind of in the background, which
3: kind of adds to their history. As Doug Dynasty got with their beards, you know, in, in the last decade or so. It's crazy that we kind not You know, they made the beards famous. They you know, did. They, I
1: think the Duck Dynasty guys were ZZ Top fans.
3: That's yeah. And, and the the guitar, the spinning guitar. I mean, that was kind of their yeah their trademark. Which you know, if it wasn't for the videos, I mean, that's yeah. For, for the same same. Even when you look back, you know, when when you're talking about like Christopher Cross
1: and Joe Jack, <laughs> he's like these plain ordinary dudes whose careers just you know, kind of stalled in the video age. And then you look at, like, ZZ Top, Yes. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. I, uh, I think about seeing Moody Blues videos and Alan Parsons Project videos. Like, mm-hmm. these aren't charismatic people that would be drawn, the MTV crowd would be drawn to. But if they a little computer animation in there, some you know, cool, you know, good looking women, things like that. And suddenly you got a, this dude like Robert Palmer, who looks like he's your accountant with one of the most iconic videos of the decade. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, I think they, before video killed the radio star, a few of the radio stars kind of got wise how video worked. And, the, and ZZ Top is the perfect example. Um, I was reading a book um, about the early years of MTV and they spent a, a whole chapter, um, it's a huge book, by the way, um, with talking about Billy Gibbons was talking about, you know, when MTV first came out. And he was like, he couldn't see, like, he couldn't stop watching. He's watching at three and four in the morning, seeing these videos from all over the world, these bands and what they were doing. And he thought, we, we could be doing videos. So he recruited, I can't remember the guy's name, but it's Randy Newman's um, cousin or nephew or somebody like that to direct that first video. And it was such a hit, he did the other two also. And I think he came back on their other albums and and did videos as well. But by that point, the ZZ Top ship had done sailed. But um, so ZZ Top from Texas, so, Debbie, you've been kind of quiet, kind of waiting back. So, what are, first of all, what are your thoughts on this video? Second, is, is ZZ Top still huge in
0: Texas? You still see them in the Travel to Houston um, promos that come on TV because they're based out of Houston. And so they still appear in the Come Visit Houston um, promos that appear on TV down here. I don't hear a ton about them down here, but. I love them in the 1980s and I still love listening to their music. Now, I think the legs video, I always wanted to be that girl that had the makeover. <laughs> you know, I always thought that'd just be so cool to have someone come in and give you that makeover. But I'm sure you did. Um, but, I, you know, I just love the fact that the guys did not look cool, but they knew how to they, they and their directors and the writers knew how to craft a good story. Um, I grew up in Kansas. And we had three guys my senior year that dressed up for Halloween as ZZ top at school. They wore the coveralls that zipped up. Two of them had the beard. One had the curly wig. And we weren't quite sure who it was when the day started. They would stand in the cafeteria as people cut through to go to their next class. And they would do the circle with their arms and the points as you walked by. And it wasn't until later in the day... Yeah, it wasn't until later in the day that they kind of revealed who they were and that we all figured it out. But I mean, they were so cool then that people were dressing up for them as them as Halloween. And had they not had those videos, I don't think they would have ever had that coolness factor about themselves because yeah. that just made them cool.
1: Now, only the rock fans would know the video kids would not have had any idea. Who they were. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they did the spinning guitars and
5: that was so big that they ended up putting it in uh, Back to the Future 3. Um, yeah, yeah,
1: you know, they're, oh, yeah! They're playing, oh, and yeah. all of a sudden you see them spin the guitars. Yep. So certainly, certainly iconic for sure. Definitely. Oh, so that that's going to bring us to our Mount Rushmore, now our we're top to, three. Mount yes. to Rushmore. <laughs> so um, here we go with, with number three. Number,
3: number three. three.
1: So just like ZZ Top, you couldn't pick one without the other because they're both such great videos. Same band, <clears throat> again, it seems sort of like the same story, maybe. But uh, "Hungry Like the Wolf" and "Rio" by Duran Duran.
3: I, I think really, I want to speak for all the guys here. We should probably just shut up right here and let and let Debber go ahead because thing. honestly, if we <laughs> say something, it's it's. Probably going to sound, you know, not right. Dumb. It's, yeah, yeah. Get, it's, 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 so, so I'm just, I'm just saying. So if go ahead, Deb, uh, just.
0: Well, if, if you listen to the Heartthrob podcast, you know that one of my heartthrobs was John Taylor from Duran Duran. So I saw these videos a ton. My friend had the video album on, I guess, VHS back in the day. And we, we probably wore that thing out watching all the videos uh, by Duran Duran, but Hungry Like the Wolf was filmed in Sri Lanka, and it was released right on the tails of Raiders of the Lost Ark. And so it was supposed to be a takeoff from Raiders of the Lost Ark, where the band is looking for Simon Le bon, who is out in the jungle um, chasing after a lady who is very primal, I guess you would say. Um, and in, in researching this video, I found out that Andy Taylor contracted a stomach virus from a scene that was shot in the lagoon and had to be hospitalized for a day during the shoot. And so I kept watching the video, trying to figure out when he was in the lagoon and I never quite caught him in the lagoon. I always thought it looked like it was just Simon in the lagoon. So maybe I missed something there. I don't know if you guys ever saw.
3: Well, normally when it's that me- song comes on, I go to the bathroom. So we to bathroom. <laughs>
0: That's so to we're just wonder what
1: Andy <laughs> Taylor was doing, apparently. So, <laughs> was, so. so Debbie, I got a question for you. So was the doctors saying to Andy Taylor, take it easy on yourself? <laughs> probably
3: (laughs) yeah
1: nice most of this group group. i don't think a lot of people even know what i'm talking about but (laughs) carry on
0: it's a song that's not even on um spotify um and let's see hungry like the wolf in february 1984 um at the 26 grammy awards won the first best short Form music video award that was out there um And then you have Rio. And I think I always assumed that they were both shot in the same location. But when I was doing research uh, for the podcast, it was shot in Antigua in 1982, over three days. And at one point in the video, they were going to have Islanders chase the band off with guns. And that was, they ran out of film. And so cut that from filming. And I think the video was probably much better without that scene added in. So just, just being shot from the boat, I think was, was good enough for that video so now what are your guys take on the video so because I was obviously a fan of Duran Duran being a female back in the 80s
5: well I was a big fan of that video because I was a big Indiana Jones fan I, I liked Raiders of the Lost Ark so it, like you mentioned it's kind of a continuation he was wearing a similar hat um and it kind of was telling a story so it kept your interest you know throughout the song and of course the song was great too so uh made it even that much easier to to stay you know Stay tuned
4: in. I don't know if Kevin remembers. I think the first time he actually heard, uh, Duran Duran was riding in my truck with his sister on the way to church. And I think it was Rio. That we that might be right. Yeah. Yeah. That's I had my nice uh, stare at the vector research. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> that was that's when I stole it out my truck. I'm not bitter about it though. All right. <laughs> um, what clear. I thought was interesting <laughs> is that, um, the Hungry Like Wolf was directed by uh, the same person, Russell Macaulay, who did Video Killed the Radio Star, which yeah. I thought was pretty interesting.
1: Hmm. If I was a rock star back in the 80s, I would have had him do my videos. Because So I was uh, talking about the book I read before. It's called I Want My MTV. And they were talking about Duran Duran and uh, during that whole MTV era, how their careers took off. And one thing that was really cool is you know, record companies, of course, can see which record stores are selling albums and stuff. And the number one selling album in Oklahoma City was the Rio album by Duran Duran. And they're thinking, why in the world is this album selling in this area, this part of the country? And come to find out, they were one of the markets that had MTV, and that's how kids were learning so it's kind of uh, the record companies are now starting to rethink the way they market it's like you know this they could be on to something with this video revolution that's going on and so Duran Duran's career just took off when MTV happened now would they have been a great band anyway I think so would as many people found out about them I don't I, I don't think so I think they would have been kind of stuck in you know, probably the whole Brit pop thing and outside of England, no one would have maybe known who they were or very few people. So they owe their careers to MTV. And uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of grateful that uh, MTV took a chance on them and played their videos because you know, it's one of the bands that I listened to a lot back then. Very good stuff. Uh, any other thoughts on Duran Duran before we move on to number two? Here is a number. number two.
3: It was such a huge deal. This video, Take On Me, it was a a brand new technique for us.
2: Rotoscoping. I don't know why I remember that. Rotoscoping. was the first time they had this kind of cell animation where they took the images and actually scoped over them. If there could be a thing called cutting edge at the time at MTV, this was a cutting edge new video from a band with a funny name. Uh Aha! They released it in Norway. It was a hit, but it wasn't a hit anywhere else. And they finally decided, oh, we're gonna make this really cool video for it.
0: And it was the magic combination. And it got this song to number one all around the world.
3: And I remember that the woman in it was Bunty Bailey. Don't ask me why, but a really cool video though. Speaking
1: of bands that owe their careers to MTV, this is aha with "Take on Me."
3: Aha, uh-huh. aha, uh-huh. yeah, they could wow. be
1: something. So this band, uh, they had one other hit, and it was not nearly as big as "Take on Me" was, but this thing was all over MTV, which then became all over the radio. So if you've heard, if you heard this song on the radio, like on these '80s flashback stations or whatever. It's because MTV showed us who they were. So, um, who wants to who wants to tackle this song here?
4: I know it was uh, filmed at Kim's Cafe. I think the name has changed since then. It's in London, corner of Wadsworth and Penny Place Lane. I know also that there's been other spoofs. I know it's been used on Family Guy. Uh, they did their own little take on it. That's one of the. Most memorable video, videos I remember from MTV. I mean, just because
3: it stood out from what it, way it was uh, animated and portrayed. Yeah, it was it was yeah. cutting edge technology in a sense. again, it was one of those videos that we hadn't seen before. Totally, mm-hmm. totally different the way they integrated the animation. I think they called it was it rotoscoping or something yep. like yeah. that.
0: Yeah, And it's just
3: yeah. yeah, it's just I mean, we haven't seen it before, and it, all of a sudden this cartoon comes to life and. This, this, you know, merging of reality and fantasy. And that was, uh, it was just, it was just, it was the first. Yeah. So anything that, that's the first is, is going to be, you know, remembered and, yeah. and iconic, whether it's, it's just iconic, it's
4: good. I'd say I, what I didn't know, there was a version of it released in 84 that ended up being a flop until they re- redid it in 85, which is the version obviously we know now.
0: I had to look up because I wanted to see exactly what rotoscoping was. And for anybody that doesn't know, it's um, tracing live action footage from a film in a frame-by-frame process. And when I was reading about the video, it said that they rotoscoped 3,000 frames, which took 16 weeks to complete. So that's a lot of hours on a video.
3: A lot of the videos we talked about today were filmed in a day. (laughs) (laughs) Not this one. Not this one. Sorry,
4: I I know another thing I thought was interesting that was uh, directed by, it was his name, Steve Barron. I, which was a director for uh, Billie Jean.
1: Oh no, kidding! Um, one thing that that I noticed, you know, doing the research, it's on the Wikipedia page. It's pretty easy to find. But uh, in 2019, uh, they remastered the video at, at 2,160 uh, in 4K, and um, so it's if you go there and look, it is dynamic. It looks really, really so. cool. And this is one of only four videos, five videos uh, that has had over 1 billion hits on YouTube. Wow. 1 billion hits, which is amazing to think about just from from this Norwegian band that no one heard of to the record company saying, you know, we're going to invest a lot of money in this video by these guys to, you know, all these years later, 36 years later, a billion people have seen this just on YouTube.
3: So, what, Not to what,
1: mention MTV and everywhere else.
3: So what, what do you think was the thing? I mean, th- th- that would actually get them a billion views. Was it the band and the song that was so good? Or was it the fact that it was the first time they've seen this type of video? Could, could any any group with any song that was done in this technique, would it would it get a billion views, you think?
1: Uh, I don't think so I think it's a combination of, of the, the time uh, the band the you know the, the effects but when they did this thing in 2019 you know it was kind of a big deal to you know video people and so they're all going to check it out so a lot of people are clicking on this thing to see the finished product of this remastered music video because yeah. music videos traditionally, prior to MTV were pretty much just bands standing there singing, you know, either in concert or on a soundstage someplace to evolving to this kind of a, of a thing. And it's, it's amazing. Uh, just watching the whole thing play out. Um, the, I saw a thing recently, I think I posted on the video on the um, living in the eighties page where um the lead singer for Uh aha whose name is uh martin he was dating bunty bailey who's the girl in the video and uh they reunited them here a few weeks ago so they hadn't seen each other in years and it was very nice and and he he doesn't look like he's aged at all and she kind of looks like his mom maybe maybe he knew what he was doing when he dumped her i don't know maybe or maybe (laughs) dumped him and now she's regretting it around the world they're still very revered people love them they're not they never really did much in the u.s outside of that one song but you know they're pretty revered Uh uh-huh uh-huh so kevin you you've been pretty quiet on on this on this song
5: yeah i i think this is one of the songs that when i hear this song come on the radio i think of the video in my head like that's what just immediately pops in because that video popular um tells you know the the Song and the video really have nothing to do with each other, but the, the the neatness, yeah, the kind of like the story that it tells is really cool. Now our daughter has a video game called Just Calls 4, and she was playing it, I think last week. And they've got an Easter egg in this video when he goes into a basement, as soon as he, you can hear the song playing in the distance. And as soon as he goes into the basement, it, they start playing it really loudly. And there's like a big uh, screen with a lady standing behind it. And when he runs over to her, then she starts doing a little dance, uh, like, and, and the whole, the entire song plays, uh, and it's just this Easter egg that wow. they put in the song. So, uh,
3: that's pretty yeah, cool. The, that's yeah. cool. Right, so that's somebody that's probably 53 or 54 <laughs> years old that designed probably. that game.
5: <laughs> yeah. As, as, as soon as he jumps down the stairs, everything turns black and white and it kind of has that rotoscope effect. And except for the girl that's standing behind the, and then if you go behind it, then she, she becomes, uh, black and white just like the video and uh that's awesome yeah it's pretty cool so we got a good laugh out of that
1: so um i think that that that's number two Mm -hmm. that brings us to number one number one
2: If you ask somebody, name a video which defines the MTV era, they will
0: say thriller. Get
2: away! It was funny that Michael had to put up a disclaimer that he wasn't into occult things, <laughs> dead people. This was a
3: massive video for MTV, probably the single biggest video for
2: MTV ever. We world premiered it. Is it really started the video premiere. New videos began to be those big moments for people watching MTV. It had the whole thriller dance. Michael was on top of his game. Prior to Michael Jackson, the obvious uh, brouhaha that MTV wasn't showing black artists, not exactly true. We did have a few African American artists on the channel, but we weren't playing Michael Jackson's style of music. We weren't playing pop. So it was totally right that Michael Jackson would come along and be the perfect one to throw the doors wide open
1: i'm sure this song is no surprise to anyone mm. thriller by one michael jackson by who, who? michael oh, my, michael jake song make jake song jake song oh, jake very so, good <laughs> <laughs> when this video came out uh in 1984 uh mtv played the crap out of this thing like it was on all the time, and is I think it's 23 minutes long, so it's basically the length of a sitcom. Um, yeah, so uh Kevin, I'll let you talk about this. You you're kind he of loves, quiet on the last one, so you get to talk place. about thriller. Um, now this is
5: definitely a situation where I think the video is way, way, way better than the song. Typically, when that song comes on on the radio, now I don't I change it a lot of the time, not that huge a fan, but the video was was amazing i mean it was it was telling a story it was way more than a song like you mentioned It was like 23 minutes long um there were there are lots of twists and turns in a video and um it came out like a year after thriller the the, the album had come out and be, because of the success of this video it doubled their sales so you know people were kind of on the tail end of buying thriller this video comes out and it bumped up their sales well doubled them and uh it was so popular that mtv would say this is where we're going to play it i mean it was almost like like you said a sitcom where okay this is the time we're going to air it which pretty much is about (laughs) every two hours and uh it was huge and it was uh they had a making of video um that they sold on vhs and uh it, it far in a way transcended to any other video that had ever been created up to that point.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, like when you see a music video, it has a beginning, a middle, and an end, and boop, it's over. This has like credits. <laughs> you know, like, yes. I mean, it's like, you know, directed by. Well, it, know.
1: Well, it has a whole story before
3: the video starts. Right.
1: right. So, yeah.
3: Yeah, it, it was. It was. It, I don't know if it's even fair to call it a video because I mean it is basically a small episode. It's, it's more of an episode. Yeah, it's like a mini movie. I mean, yeah. and that's what it was meant when to when they be. brought
5: in an actual movie producer to to create it, so or to direct it. Yeah, so. he just, yeah.
4: yeah. He's American Werewolf from London, so uh, he's he's a talented individual as well. I don't know if you guys knew this, but Ola Ray was also in Playboy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know oh, that's great!
3: That I is can't great. wait till Cynthia hears this. I'm pretty sure she's not around you right now, so no, <laughs> she, she was right off. Coming off camera and hit him yeah. in the head. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I did. Awesome. I, I
4: remember when it came out. I, I watched the clock and I knew the times it was on, and I remember running back in the house when it was playing to watch it. I, I loved it. It was great. All of the special effects. Yeah.
3: I mean, the the dance became, you know, it it got a life of its own, you know, my, my, my wife's a big dancer and she, I mean, she was, she was telling we were talking about this video the other night and she was just saying how, you know, they would just, you know, all line up and, you know, do their, try to mimic that, that dance and it's over and over and over. It was all about the thriller dance. So it's kind of, and we, what's funny is we go on cruise ship. We, We cruise every year. And if you go on a cruise pretty much any boat right here right now at some point in time on that cruise the cruise director is going to have a crowd out there and they're going to have one or two sessions where they teach you how to do the thriller dance i did it and then I did too. me and leah did it then and then at the end of the night they're gonna you're gonna just up like zombies you're gonna be a zombie and you're gonna do the thriller dance and yeah 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 we all did it i mean anyone is cruised and likes to have fun, Was uh, doing a Thriller Dance. So, yeah. there it is. So, that, that
1: really happened. I got talked into it, but it was a lot of fun.
3: Every every cruise. I mean, it's, that's what's funny. In 2021, they're doing the cruise. I mean, it's, it's funny.
1: And every single one, the instructor goes, you're the best group ever. We've ever had.
3: I've never, <laughs> I can't
1: believe the talent in this group. You guys are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> what was funny to me, if you guys have ever seen the movie 13 Going on 30, Oh, that was great. Um, Jennifer Garner plays a girl. She's 30 years old, and somehow she's dreaming or a time warp or something happened. And she goes back to, she's physically still Jennifer Garner, 30 years old at the time or whatever. But psychologically, she's 13. And she's at this big corporate mixer, and it was really dull and boring and whatever. Ladies,
3: do I smell? Do I have bad breath? Am I malodorous in any way? No. Because people seem to be running for the exit like someone set off a giant stink bomb.
0: I don't smell anything. I think that he means the party is a stinker. A dud, a flop, a zero on a scale of one to ten. Maybe if somebody played something other than this, something with a melody.
3: Honey, play whatever you want to. All I know is for those people who don't start dancing really, really soon. Here's to early retirement.
1: And the next thing you know, everybody in the room, the party comes alive. They're all doing the Thriller dance. It's the Thriller, baby. And it's just, you know what? It, it's it's iconic. I remember when the world premiere happened, like MTV, like Art said, was on. Kevin Bosa, every couple hours, but the very first time they played it, they hyped the heck out of that thing. Yeah. It's like if you were alive and you were under the age of twenty, you Be knew true, that right? video was coming. And
3: right. uh, so everybody watched it. The and, Thriller in Manila was pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't that? No. mind. Yeah, uh, yeah, and and I, and I like even how even, even in the today's kids uh, in the world of memes and stuff, the, the Michael Jackson eating the popcorn from the video. I mean, that's <laughs> you know just about any conversation you're going to see him pop up some point in time. Yeah, when there's some drama, you're going to see old oh Mike. Yep. It's pretty, which is pretty,
1: funny to see very funny it's very funny to see. so Deborah, you've been uh, pretty quiet about thriller here i know you've got some input
0: um, i have a few things that we haven't touched upon um i thought it was interesting because director landis's wife is the person that designed michael jackson's red jacket that he wears in this and then again in beat it that we talked about earlier today Wow, mm-hmm. and, Neat. and Yeah. And then um, makeup artist Rick Baker was the artist that did Michael Jackson's transformation makeup as he became kind of a zombie creature. And at the very end, if you watch the video to the end, there's a bearded zombie creature that turns around as it walks into the mausoleum. That is the makeup artist Mm. right there at the very end of the video. Um, And then the last little bit of history I had about it was that in 2009, Thriller became the first music video inducted into the National Film Registry as a culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant film. So I thought that was interesting. The first wow, video to cool. be inducted there. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That
1: is cool. And the, the funny part to me is just a, a year and a half before um, Black artists weren't played on MTV, really. I mean, it was you would hear like a... Um, a musical youth or eddie grant or somebody just but but not a soul singer not you know pop you know singers were not being played on there and um and cbs records threatened to pull all of their videos if they didn't play billy jean which we didn't talk about because we had beat it and thriller but billy jean is as iconic as these two mm-hmm. with the glowing sidewalk and the panther and on the whole thing but um uh had they not put their foot down and got Michael Jackson played, we wouldn't have the Thriller video. Right? It would not be... It wouldn't, it wouldn't even be an afterthought. We'd like, oh, okay. It, I imagine without MTV, they wouldn't have made such a big production. And if Thriller had a video, it would have been kind of a lower budget, probably not as memorable or whatever, but uh, it just kind of neat, just the influence MTV had But at the same time, the influence Michael Jackson had on MTV. So it's kind of neat. So um, we're going to take the rest of this time here. We're going to go around the table, so to speak. um, And we're going to talk about um, videos that, you know, weren't in the top 10. uh, Maybe some that we remember fondly from back then that, you know, maybe people may or may not remember, but to us really strike a chord is like, you know what? When I think of MTV, I think of this video or that video. So everybody's going to go around, and we're going to name a couple, and uh, we'll we'll go ladies first. So Debbie, uh, go ahead. I know you're dying to to mention uh, one person, but uh, go ahead.
0: Um, Madonna's Material Girl from 1985, um, <laughs> which was, <out> loud. <laughs> <laughs> which was it was it was a direct play on. Um, gentlemen prefer blondes when Marilyn Monroe sings diamonds are a girl's best friend. And that was the point in Madonna's career where she was channeling um, Marilyn Monroe in her look and some of her actions and whatnot. And for me, that's, that's one of the videos that I think of when I think about MTV, um, it was just to me iconic with the costuming and the sets and everything yeah. there. What are some others? Uh, some others. There there was one that I had to laugh at, Escalator of Life by Robert Hazard. And my friends and I Never used to dub that, that one, Yuppies on an Escalator. And uh, that was one that we always laughed at. And then the last one I'll touch upon was Human Touch by Rick Springfield. And as I, I was rewatching it yesterday, it's from 1983. And it starts out by saying that it's 2016 in the video. Is really? oh, wow. yes. kidding. yes. And I thought they did not predict it right because the whole video is about uh, nuclear annihilation and that did not happen. But uh, anyway, that was another one that I just equated with um, MTV.
1: So you was very I you and isolated in the modern world, right? <laughs> That's
0: right. Well, I'll,
3: I'll, give a, I'll give a chick song up front and just get it over with. I know it's uh, coming. No, uh, but I, I think Girls Just Want to Have Fun. is an iconic yes, it is. 80s video. And, and I love it because we got Cat and Lou Albano, baby. I mean, yes, we got we, we got a professional wrestler in there. And it's, but I mean, it's just, it's one of those campy songs. You lots know. of
1: color. Lots of color. Lots yeah, of wow. color. There, that, that, that song screams 80s. Art, yes.
3: was she ever in Playboy? I, I'm, I went for sure. If you want right, to. I can't <laughs> hear you. we <laughs> <laughs> must be back in the room. this thing on?
0: <laughs> Art has left the meeting. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean it, it's not like the the manly song uh, by any means but to me that's an iconic 80s mm, song 80s video the MTV and uh guys usually went to the bathroom when that came on uh but at the same time that's uh, you know Captain Lou man can't go wrong with that
1: yeah you know it's funny because back then I didn't really think much but now that I look back at Sydney Lauper, Lauper back then strangely attractive
3: strangely yeah I yeah.
1: don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Is, really i never bad. really thought about her back then that way but now i look back and go huh not so bad hmm. maybe i'm just gotten weirder over the years i don't know so um <laughs> is that the only video you, you that's you, my
3: first one I, I'll, I'll go ahead and let others share well will you go
1: ahead and, you name no, mm, okay no, all right good. kevin um
5: i i think if we're going to talk about videos we have to talk about weird al yankovic um, come on baby yeah, yeah. Because he had done this great job all those years of making parody songs. Um, and then he took it an extra step, and now he made a parody song, but a par- parody video. And like when you think of uh, Eat It," where he's it. basically mimicking everything that Michael Jackson does in v- being in a fat suit. Or another one I like is is fat uh, instead of bad. Um, he just he did a, an amazing job, and I just thought it just really showed his creativity. Um, to not only be able to come up with a song, but to also come up with a video. So uh, I definitely have to give him a shout out. And then kind of the opposite spectrum, uh, you know, videos were flashy and a lot of times told stories. But one of my favorite videos from the 80s was Every Breath You Take. It was black and white and it seemed simple. Um, it all just was done with lighting and it just showed the band. But uh, I always thought that video was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. You mentioned you mentioned uh, the police. There was also wrapped around your finger. And if I recall that one, they had to speed up the music and move to it. And then they slowed down the playback when so I, everything looked like it was in slow motion, but the music was in I, I always time, thought that if I was, recall. I
5: always thought that was interesting because you see him singing in sync with the words, but the video is in slow motion. I'm like how do they do that? So that's how they did it. Very interesting.
0: Yep.
4: You got art? Uh, well, I tried to think of um, songs just like thriller that I'd actually stop what I'm doing to go watch um, the reflex by Duran Duran. Um, I love that video. I, I don't know why, but it always, whenever I watched it, I mean, it just, it gave me chills for whatever reason. I don't know what it's about. I do. I, I liked it. Um, <laughs> as far as the other ones, Dave Lee Roth before uh, Eat and Smile, you know, um, just a gigolo
1: in the convenience uh, store is that yeah. the one yes yeah.
4: two dollars um <laughs> I, says I have to take a laxative uh then um <laughs> the place synchronicity too uh, yeah that's, that's a great I, video i love, I love I that, a video. Bit that one yeah sorry
1: no but, no um, no you, you guys name as many as you want to i got like a list of seven or eight here i want to rattle off
4: I I try to think of the ones that I would stop what I'm doing to go watch, or I knew if
1: it was going to be on at a certain time, I'd watch it. And those are probably the top three,
4: along with Thriller.
1: So I've got a few of them here I want to just name off real quick. I posted this one on the Living in the 80s Facebook page the other day, but Heart and Soul by Huey Lewis and the News. Which is funny, because back then I've always loved Huey Lewis and the News, always loved their songs. they just very well-crafted pop songs. That's who they are, and And they are very good at it. But um, Heart and Soul as a video is arguably, to me, the most 80s video there ever was. The outfits, the way they're dancing, the hairstyles, just the the video effects were so limited. Everything. If you had to guess what decade that was from, you would say the 1980s immediately, (laughs) just because of the way it was. So that's one. Go Insane by Lindsey Buckingham. Crazy effects. Always liked Lindsey Buckingham with Fleetwood Mac. His solo career music sounds nothing like Fleetwood Mac music. Just like when Stevie Nicks went solo, her stuff does not sound anything like Fleetwood Mac either. So those are those are you know some really good ones. Jeopardy by the Greg Ken band. That is another one that I've always looked at and and just it. It's not over the top, very, very low budget. But when I'm thinking early days MTV, that's one that that always comes back to me. Home Sweet Home by Motley Crue is another one. It's basically them on the road, um, in concert. But the the way that it's shot just makes them all look just like larger than life. Because at that time, Motley Crue was really becoming a pretty popular band but they were just really regulated to just like the heavy metal crowd. But that song came out and it's like got more of a mainstream crowd because, you know, kind of a more relatable song than Shout of the Devil or some of that other stuff they did. Stray Cat Strut by the Stray Cats. That's a good one. Another low budget video. You know, they had their whole rockabilly thing going on. Stereotypically but, but that song has such a cool sound and the way that it plays in with the video and stuff, again, it's one of those things, I think early MTV, I think that one, which also goes along with the next song I want to talk about here, which is Prince Charming by Adam and the Ants. Prior to MTV, I had heard of Adam and the Ants, because I used to read like Rolling Stone magazine, and the back of the magazine, and have music charts, and have like the top 10 British songs, and British albums, and stuff, and and he was always there, and you. Know, sometimes you'd see a picture. I'm like, I wonder what those guys sound like. Well, you got to think, the internet didn't exist back then. Adam and the Ants were not played on the radio. There were no video outlets that were showing them until MTV came along. So now we're seeing groups like Split Ends, Adam and the Ants, Ph.D., Blotto. Like, we're seeing bands that we had never knew existed, and when Adam Ant, his whole series of videos like Dog Eat Dog, Ant Music, Ant Rap, all of these songs, again, not a big budget, but they're just very 80s, very iconic for their time. And it's just, just fun videos to go back and watch. And then the last one I'll talk about here is Cry by Godly and Cream. This one, when you're talking video visual effects, this thing's great because If you remember the Michael Jackson video, Black and White, where the faces were morphing and things like that, Godly and Cream were doing that before. You know, these guys were not only performing, but they're directing these videos. Very talented guys. They both came from the band 10CC, if you remember them from the 70s. As as we talk about this, we didn't talk a ton about really MTV much here and there, but I think it meant a lot to a lot of people in our decade. Any any closing thoughts you guys have on um, on MTV or some of the music videos that you loved or anything Bring else it special? back. Bring it back. I want Bring my MTV.
5: Um, I will say this. Now we've got so many choices when it comes to watching TV. I might spend an hour just flipping through Netflix or whatever. It was so simple back then. We put on MTV and it just stayed on all the time. When I went yeah. to your house, Rob, MTV was on. When I went to Arts House, MTV was on. If I went to Dave's house, MTV was on. It was simple. You turned on MTV and you left it on all the time. And uh, unfortunately, it's just it's just not that way anymore. It's it's changed. There's so much variety, but um, there is still MTV Classic where they still show those old videos.
1: Yeah, the, uh, they're not on on my system. Like, I can't get it. So, yeah. But here's something very cool. If you guys ever want to do this, on uh, Apple Music. So if you have Apple Music, you can actually go to Apple TV and well actually you can do it from from apple music itself they have you can see music videos and you can create an entire i've got an entire 80s playlist of music videos the iconic ones from back then and i could just sit and put those on and watch them and mm. it's almost like mtv without the bjs and the cool little mm. i used to love the bumpers on mtv where they do different things with the m and the, the TV yeah, stuff yeah. and so it was a lot of fun but say that's on apple yeah yeah, really. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll see if I can send you guys a link to the to the playlist I made. You guys could take stuff off and add to it and do whatever you want to do. But it's uh, it's very, very cool. All right, guys, I wanted to thank all of you guys. First, thank you for all the help you guys give to the page and doing your administrator duties. And some of you have uh, taken a couple of weeks at a time. I know Deborah just got done with two weeks of, of, of music. Uh, the song of the day, the gem of the day. And right now I am going to be extending that gem of the day to stuff I would almost guarantee most of you guys have not even heard of before because I know it's a lot I haven't heard of before. I've got this whole other library of stuff that I uh, ran across that just blew me away. So you guys are in for... Um, you guys are in for a treat. Everybody else will be going. <laughs> what in the world's that crap? I want to see more Madonna. So um, it'll be some good stuff. So, uh, any closing thoughts, anyone? We're good. It was nice getting together with everybody. I was that's uh, for sure. Yeah,
3: seeing everybody. Yeah, Absolutely. Oh,
0: definitely.
1: Absolutely. So uh, that's it for our podcast. You guys, thanks. Take care. Uh, next week we'll be back with a whole other new topic. We're going to be talking about. 80s movies bullies Hmm. don't miss it so guys thanks take care god bless you see you next week